Interlude. Taken from the Journal of General Ovion Condoran, founder of the Ovion tribe, as it is recorded in the histories of the Illyrian people within the Ovion Hall of Keepers. Dated, third day of the second wave of air, fourth year AS. We once again find ourselves in the thralls of Thurlac and his air season. I swear, it is colder here than on the plains leading to Sky Mount. We rebuilt our village closer to the lake shore last year, on a rise that regularly avoids the seasonal floods. The elemental storms that accompany the first wave of each season die quickly as they reach the Great Heart Lakes shore. Still, even here near the water's edge, we took heavy damages with the recent storm wall. Though we are set up on the north shore of the lake, I suspect the seasons are equally brutal on all sides. I had been eager to claim this area before Wurton could, if only to put one of us between him and any ties he has to the roving warlords in the north. I am also grateful that Perma set up on the southern shore. Hopefully between the two of us, we can keep an eye on our ally. Scouts have yet to find nearby sources of suitable building stone. Without any livestock to haul the loads it is likely a wasted effort anyway. At least there are plentiful trees, and Asherah's essence has surely blessed these towering giants. Each time I go into these wooded surroundings, I am taken back to the eastern forests near the grove. I have ordered the villagers of our little troop to rebuild with a blend of both northern and eastern building techniques. The round structures should do better in absorbing the stormwall winds. I had a scribe record the design to share with the other generals. A degree of urgency presses me for the latest repairs. Part of our wall blew down in the storm. It has forced me to pull back our scouts to keep watch for the essence-infused wildlife that fills the heartland. The large breeds of animals make for bountiful game to hunt, though they also yield powerful predators among their number. Patrols have kept our people safe when near the village, although scouts have found remains of the occasional refugee party fleeing the chaos beyond the Illyrian mountains. I should clarify that by remains, I refer to only their blood-stained supplies. My wife mourns for these poor souls. I, however, must look past them and wonder how long until those coming over the mountains are not so innocent and instead seek to claim the elemental riches of this land for themselves. I feel blinded to the outside world here in the heartland. I don't look forward to when we finally see the full impact of our actions from when we started this endeavor. Dated, second day of the tenth wave of nature, ninth year A.S. I have just returned from our seasonal meeting of the former generals. It's little surprise that Wurton is still a fool. He thinks us safe here tucked away from the world. Our patrols have managed to rescue some refugees before they fell prey to the stalkers or packs of greybacks. The news they bring is not pleasant. Almost a decade into the scattering of the empire, the wars only continue to grow. Once great cities burn and reduce into rubble. More urgent issues press us. We are almost certain now that there are no sources of metal in the heartland, not iron, bronze, copper, anything. Thus far we have only found our stearium ore, though I'm not aware of any use for it other than as an insulator for essence flows. Half of our weapons have been smelted to forge tools, and half of what remains has begun to rust away without the proper oils for treatment. I hoped we could at least find some precious metals like gold or silver, even if they aren't practical. At least then we could attempt trading for what we need, but not even that exists in the mother's heartland. 
Elemental stones of all types are plentiful, if impure, but to take those beyond the mountains to trade will only draw unwanted attention. I find it ironic how we have outlawed elemental channeling in our founding principles to avoid the corruption of power it brings, and yet this land is full of stones infused with essence to be exploited. Perma shares my concern on how we will defend ourselves when the newfound warlords finally decide to see what lies beyond these mountains. People have not forgotten where heart stones come from after all. Perma has begun working on tactics for the inevitable hostilities to come. No matter what Wurton thinks, she is the best of us with a blade and best suited for the task. In the meantime, our armies that survived the battle with Borak have aged and fallen out of practice. Our few fused soldiers are still fit, but the numbers of unfused veterans dwindle as they evolve into the grain-haired farmers and Thorlian shepherds that fill our villages. Dated, 6th day of the 4th wave of fire, 12th year AS. The growing numbers of refugees should have been a sign. I have returned from dispatching the second band of raiders that have braved the mountains from the north. I hope they ventured through the mountain passes in pursuit of refugees and not for other ambitious endeavors. The fighting proved difficult with greater losses than expected. We only had bows and spears to ward them off, and this force was surprisingly well equipped for raiders. They even had an elementalist leading them, though she had little skill. If it were not for the fused from our original army, the result could have been drastic. The former refugees turned villagers are eager to help in the defense, though I do not know what good they will do. I ran out of space to house them all in the main village years ago. We have built four smaller walled settlements nearby, each one has taken to being called a clan. Without direction they have elected small councils to lead them and so I have implemented a higher council to bind them all together. The ease at which this all fell in place has been a blessing of the mother. I also received a surprising letter from Merrin upon my return. With the help of some elementalists among the number of refugees he's received, he has found a way to forge the Asterium or into a workable metal while only using a minor amount of iron. He claims to have already convinced Wurton to allow construction of elemental forges by these refugees. I will leave tomorrow for Merrin's village and see what he has devised. Dated, third day of the third wave of nature, 18th year AS. The number of people escaping war has swelled and come with an ever-building wave of hostilities. Raiding parties have turned to war bands. Each one grows more powerful than the last. The new Asterian blades have proven our most valuable asset, but the black ore is too difficult to forge into armor. The increased attacks have led me to call a meeting of my former companions. Wurton, Perma, and Merrin convened in my village's central hall. Merrin's people have favored no better than I, but Wurton and Perma have claimed some success in their defenses. Perma has developed a fighting style that better favors mountain terrain and ambush tactics. It utilizes a short sword and hand axe, and she has named it after her old blade master, Kudan. All of her people practice it and show considerable skill, though only she has mastered the hundred forms she has developed to date. Agreement to adopt this style across all of our people was an easy decision. As usual, it is Wurton who concerns me. He has already instituted some form of a trial or test, where volunteers from his people set out into the wild to gather elemental stones and form a binding pendant in an effort to fuse a wild animal of the heartland. I am appalled. Even under Borak's rule we only pushed for fusions among our most hardened soldiers. 
a fair number of Wharton's volunteers have perished from the trial, only to produce a fraction of their number as fused. Not unlike in the founding of these people we have taken to call Illyrians, I am disheartened to learn that I am in the minority again. Perma and Merrin do not outright support Wharton, but they agreed to push the decision to the elders in the clans. I can sense a desperation in them for what we may face next. They have all gone home now to see what their people decide. I would be lying if I did not say I hold a bit of dread in what my own people choose to do. Alas, I will send out the terms of the proposed law soon. Then I will retreat to the lake shore and pray to the mother they make the right decision.